hello, hello. Welcome back, um, friends, for to Under the Olive Tree. I am your host, Kat Bray Aldenhoven, soon to be Kat Winter in 24 days. <laughs> and I am here with Brandon Winter and Julie Anjo. Say hello. 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 Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, okay, so last week we talked about spiritual warfare and kind of the broad picture made practical. So practical application um, by building defenses. And so by building defenses, um, you we also talked about breaking down strongholds with the constructs of truth and how to build where there is a foundation of lies. We talked about crisis management, um, really responding and controlling the narrative with truth as God sees. So that's a really important part of it. So really praying and asking the Lord for truth around situations, and then um, the courage that it needs to correct a lie um, or uh, to set a foundation of truth by speaking the truth. So being that advocate for truth in the middle of a crisis narrative. Um, and then we, we really uh, talked about the defenses and, um, and how uh, Julie got um, this word about building defenses and, and what that has looked like. Um, for, for our team specifically. Um, and so today we're going to talk about uh, the, the building of these defenses. We're going to specifically talk about finances. Um, but quickly, Julie, will you just, just remind um, our friends about why, why you asked or, or how you got to this revelation about like, okay, these are the defenses and this is kind of how you're going to start building them. Um, just to give them a kind of practical tool of like, how do you even know what your defenses are and, and what does that look like to start building them? Yeah, thank you, Kat. That's a great, a great question. Um, when we were, we first came to England, we came, like we mentioned before, just really seeking the Lord. What, Lord, what do you want? We know that you have a heart to uh, see your kingdom come in the area of government um, as it is in heaven. So we were like, well, how do you want to do that? Because we honestly had no idea. And one of the first things he said was, okay, instead of just going out, you know, you're just praying, he wanted to uh, give us strategies to pray instead of just being like, okay, yeah, I'm going to, you know, just pray. But he's like, okay, action goes with prayer. And so he said, one of the first things you need before you really start um, trying to correct um, untruths in the area of government is you really have to build up defenses around your team because um, if you're going to actually make an impact in an area where strongholds control, um, like the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness, like dark principalities are strong. If you're going to do that, then you need to protect yourselves, not just go straight in, but you need to put those things in place. So I asked him, okay, that makes sense. You seem so incredibly logical, but how do we do that? Cause we have no idea what that is. And he's, so he said, um, I want you to focus on your finances and your team. Um, it's like, because it's an area of vulnerability as, as humans, when you're not secure, when you're not stable, when you don't have enough money, to function, then you're going to go out and direct your attention towards getting money to function. Like that's, we all do that, you know, like we, we, 
people like eating, you know, <laughs> so your kids like eating too. Um, so you start being like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get food for my family, you know? So, um, so I said, that's the first place. So we'll start with finances. You guys need to have strong financial support to, to walk in this. And we said, okay. And so we started praying about that. Just regularly, Lord, help us understand what does this look like? And he's like, I want you to dedicate time for you as missionaries to have a solid financial base to be, um, be effective. And then the second thing he said was, um, your health, you know, you guys need to take initiative to make sure you guys stay healthy. You know, if that means you need to, and so we felt like we needed to ask the Lord, well, what does that mean for each of us? And then the third was communications. People come off the mission field all the time. Um, and they quit jobs and they leave relationships with family. I mean, it's not just mission field, it's everywhere. But we we have a bad encounter or a miscommunication or even a, an intentional communication um, that's really painful and hurtful. And we try to get out of that situation and we just close people off. And that is a vulnerability that we have. So he said, these are three areas of vulnerabilities that you guys have as a team. And so you need to start building up some ways to prevent y'all from you from crumbling under the strength and the of those vulnerabilities. And so that's how we got to it. But now not everyone will have the same vulnerabilities that we have. And that's why we just went to the Lord and asked him, what are our areas of weakness that really can crush us? And those are the ones that he mentioned to us, but he may have different ones for other people. Yeah, I love that. And then the, um, you know, so the first step is, is asking the Lord, you know, where do I need defenses in my life? And um, one thing that, you know, you'd said a while ago that I, that I wrote down was, um, you know, he starts in us to remove and give us authority over strongholds. So we get authority in an area because God is teaching it to us. Mm -hmm. So, so when you ask the Lord, what are these, you know, what are my areas of defense that I need? He will begin to slowly give you authority over it as you practically implement the the steps that he is telling you to do in that moment. So it is a step-by-step -step process. It's not this just like, okay, well, here's this big thing. Go do it. Like it is a leaning on the mm -hmm. Lord and letting him break down the strongholds. It's like... I mean, we don't have it figured out. Now, now we're not like completely like, oh yeah, <laughs> we're like completely defended against this area. You know, we're before this podcast, we were literally praying like, God, you need to speak to us about this area and in our own hearts and, and remind us and give us revelation about like, what are you doing in this area of finances, especially in these times of inflation? I mean, just the craziness that's happening. Right. Um, so I just, I loved that idea that, yeah, you get authority as God teaches you and as you apply you know, in these day-to-day, -day, um, issues in our life. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so we're going to talk about finances today. Um, and when we were praying, there's so much about this topic that we could, we could cover. Uh, but we really heard the Lord, uh, Brandon heard the Lord say, you know, faith and finances. So faith and finances. And what does that even mean? So why do we struggle in this area? Um, and, yeah, why do we struggle in this area? The um, the reality of that faith and finance is not just for for missionaries; um, it is for 
everybody, mm-hmm. right, Julie? I mean, I know that you um, you really wanted to touch on that. So why don't you go ahead and and kind of hop in? I know you you really had an idea about this. Oh, sorry, Brandon, actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could just chime in real quick. Um, and I think this is like maybe a key verse for us to to even be thinking about as we're talking about this is Psalm nineteen fourteen. And this is a, a psalm that I am constantly brought back to because, uh, and I'll just read it. So it says, um, may, th- may these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And so often, you know, the meditation of our heart is not um, faith. So often the meditation of our heart can be worry. It can be um, anger you know, the meditation of a heart and that's to know the meditation of your heart is what are you thinking about when you're not thinking about anything else? What is it that comes up to your mind? What is it that you think about? But what's the last thing you think about before you go to sleep? First thing you think about when you wake up? Um, what is it that what is the thing when you're, you know, driving? What are you thinking about? And so I think as we're talking about this topic about faith and finances, um, we're kind of looking at the meditation of our heart around finances. How, how what is our what is our approach to finances? Mm. And so um, I think we have an opportunity here, you know, when we, when we're talking about finances and I, I guess that's kind of what we'll get into when we talk about it, but maybe, maybe finances aren't like, I think sometimes we can look at them as our, we can look at our bank account and we can say, okay, I got, you know, I've got a hundred dollars in my bank account. How am I going to make this month work? And, and that's really a, a fear response to finances where uh, a faith response in that same situation could look like, okay, I only have a hundred bucks in my bank account because I had these unexpected expenses. Um, but the meditation of my heart is God, you're my provider. And how, how do you want to provide for, for my needs this month? Mm-hmm. Um, or it could also be like, okay, like somebody just, you know, I had a, um, a person in my community that just, I don't know, lost everything in a fire and I want to give to them, but to give to them means I'm not going to have enough for my other like commitments. And so you have an opportunity to say, okay, well, I can't give to you because I have these obligations. Or you can say, okay, God, like, I'm going to trust you for my obligations. Um, how, how can I, how can I, you know, help this person in need? Um, and so, I don't know that maybe that's just a couple thoughts that I have around, like, as we start talking about this. Yeah, no, I think that's great. So, you know, as we're, as we're discussing this and um, to, to really, I believe that the Holy spirit is going to begin to reveal the meditation of all of our hearts and maybe just even the slightest offset Mm -hmm. meditation and, and pay attention to that. Okay. I have fear here or, you know, if you're listening to this and there's like this like hesitation or this kind of like visceral reaction, pay attention to that because God is is highlighting something about the meditation of your heart around this issue that he wants to change and it will always be better, right? There's something that's causing you to not, yeah, I just believe that he's going to highlight it. So thanks for that. That was great. Um, Julie, do you have anything? I just wanted to continue, I think, with what you were saying, Brandon. Um, uh, it, it brings so many questions. It brings up so many thoughts. And I think when I was, I just wanted to, it reminded me of this story, and I, I just wanted to kind of share it. When I was a kid, so 
my dad is a, a um, an illusionist, shall I say. And so um, we used to go to um, magic conventions when I was a little girl and watch a lot of magic shows with really amazing gifted artists that were uh, really committed believers. So they would use magic to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. They would share magic to, or magic not in the, I mean, in the sense of sleight of hand and very non, you know, yeah. They were believers. It was just, you know, sleight of hand. Um, anyway, but one of the things that they did was they would use magic to also illustrate biblical truths. And one of the um, one of the shows I watched, it stuck with me. It still sticks with me today. And it was it was about finances. And so the 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 magician had so much. He had like say five five dollars. And so he would he was talking about tithing. And he's like, so he gave. The Lord, he, he knew that he needed $5 for his monthly expenses, let's say. So, but he knew he needed to give the Lord, or it's $10. He knew he needed to give the Lord a tithe. So he gave the Lord one of the dollars. And so now he was going to be short because he needed the money for, he needed $10. And he didn't have it now because he gave the Lord one. But when he, you know, he gave the, put the dollars down, and then he had enough. But then, so... So then he had the other the ten dollars he needed, but then something else came up and he needed actually more. So then he, the money kept coming, and they called it like God economics, you know. And this is like the, it's like that God economics, and that illustration of the money and how he gave he was faithful to give the Lord what the Lord had asked of him. Then the money, even though he shouldn't have had the money, because of God economics. He had the money he needed for that time and for that month. And it also kind of reminds me of this verse um, where the Lord talks about in Malachi, Malachi 3, and Malachi 3.10, Bring the whole tithe to the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you cannot have room enough for it. Um, and like, that is like the craziest verse to me, because it's like, you... You, you give to the Lord and you, you're faithful in your finances to him. And you, you say, okay, God, I give it to you. And he, he says, not only does he say, like, I'll take care of you, but he says, test me in this. Like, how many times in the Bible do we see the Lord say, test me in this? You know, test me in this. And he's like, will I not throw open the floodgates of heaven? That you cannot even contain it. So it's just this, this concept of the Lord being so much more... Um, like, yeah, I think, you know, as Kat, was, Kat and I were, we were talking before we started this, and it was like how the Lord, his idea of economics and his idea of finances is completely reversed from ours. And it's like, how does it work? I, he's just so faithful. And um, so I, I was really struck by those two stories about like how he's so faithful. You give and he's still faithful, even though you're not sure how it's going to work. Or what's going to happen, but there's just this step of faith in that, like, even in the uncertainty, it releases something in our finances for him to show his faithfulness and to clearly show us that he is the provider.
and that goes, you know, that kind of circles back to this, um, the idea that you really wanted to hit home that this like faith and finances is not just for like the missionaries that are like, okay, you know, like it, it's a big part of, of missionaries, mm-hmm. you know, to like have faith in finances and, and like they get the coolest stories, you know, but this is also just because you have a job does not mean that you're not having faith for the Lord to provide, mm-hmm. you know, just because you're putting your hand or you're being self-employed, um, that this really is for every human that, you know, as a Christian that we all need faith and finances. Right. And Julie, that you said, you know, it, it really goes back to, having a job does not mean that you're not believing God for being provider and all this, because at the end of the day, he is the provider of that job, of that gift set of the strength that you get up to work. You know what I mean? So it's like, this is for the self-employed. This is for, this is for everybody. This is for everybody. Yeah, it it absolutely is. It's, it cracks me up. Um, So I've worked a lot of jobs over the years. I've been a professional. I've done a lot of different types of things. It cracks me up when people are like, oh, but I have a job. And I was like, oh, yeah. Did you get a paycheck? I was like, do you think that that paycheck didn't come from God? Like, mm-hmm. what, like did, was that not his provision for you? Is this job not his provision for you? Because let me tell you, you go without a job you will see that was clearly his provision for you, you know, like it's, you know, the fact that you're, the fact that you as a self-employed person got those clients that month to pay your own employees or the fact that you're, you're, if you're working for another employer, the fact that your employer got the income they needed to have the budget to pay you at that time, that was clearly his hand providing for you. Um, but I think one of the, the things that comes up, especially in this season, Kat, uh, not to, is like, what about if my job, I, I still don't make enough money to make ends meet. And mm-hmm. we see that happen a lot with people too. And yeah, that's another space where we, you know, God is not limited to your job either. Like he's not limited to what you see as your own resources. I think Kat, I loved what you were saying earlier. He is literally the creator of the universe. He can create out of nothing to provide for you. 100%. So it's, I, I believe that the Lord is like, is calling all of us to have a greater mindset and understanding of like those who have enough. He wants to give more to, to be able to provide more, you know, to expand the faith. You know, he wants to bless the workers in the companies to, to make, so the company makes more money so that he gets glory, like to give you innovative strategies and ideas and dreams at night to how to, how to make this company prosper and, and how to, you know, cause it will always, it, it will point back to the Lord, the greatest strategist, the, the creator of all things. And so when we were talking about that, it's like, okay, really the Lord was saying, you know, especially in this time of, okay, yeah, you're working and now inflation is, you know, whatever it is right now, what? Oh, it, 14%. Well, it depends on who yeah. you ask. Yeah. It depends on who you ask. It's like 14%, right? And so in these times we're we're all in this tension, right? So we, we have two options as Christians. We either go like the world is into fear, panic, poverty, lack, 
okay, I need to like cut down on everything. And, and, and that's a good thing. Sometimes the Lord's like, uh, you need to like, look at what you're spending on. And is this like necessary, you know, but we're not supposed to get into this like poverty mindset of like, oh, well, I've got to stop giving to all the things in the kingdom because that's not wise. Stewardship is not, well, let me just be wise and, and just not give anymore because the kingdom we heard the Lord say before this podcast is that like my kingdom is backwards. It will always be backwards. And so when you don't have enough, it should be this. Well, let, instead of backwards, let's say upside down. Upside down. Upside down, backwards. Maybe it's our yeah. kingdom well, that's backwards. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's the yeah, earth that's yeah. backwards, not, uh, maybe we're just confused. Yeah, maybe that's so good. Actually, yeah, thank you, Lord. It's, he's like, actually, you guys are backwards. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I actually need to turn you around. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, but it's, yeah, like it's just, it's kind of upside down. We don't think about it. So he is challenging us in this tension. And I just sense him just kind of smiling, being like, you know, oh, you don't have enough? You should probably give, you know, let watch me, watch me be the provider of everything. I create something out of nothing. I created this world out of nothing. So watch, watch what I can do for you. But Brandon, you know, what we were talking about first is faith and finances. Why do we struggle so much with this? You know, what do you, what do you think? Why do we struggle so much with the fear? Like, so we were like, oh yeah, I believe God. And like, won't he do it? We just saw him, you know, get this million dollar, like, yes, God. Oh. And then the next day we get like a bill in the mail. And then I, I'm literally like repenting to my, like to the Lord right now in my heart. And I'm like, I, I just repent. Like I have been drowning in fear. And you guys just watched me go on this crazy one year journey where God supernaturally provided for me without a job in the most expensive places. And, and now I'm literally like <gasps> suffocating. So I repent Lord. So anyways, <laughs> so you guys, let's just talk about real quick. Like, why do we struggle? So is it, is it fear? Is it a, a lack of understanding of like who we are as children of God? Is it all of it? I think we struggle. I, I think we struggle because it's a con it's control. We need to control stuff. And, you know, we are taught all our lives. Okay, who hasn't been taught that they need to, you know, be successful? Oh, my goodness. What is success? Um, that could be a different discussion. But what does success look like? And most people think success looks like money. But I don't think success looks like that from God's perspective. Um, so I... I think it's it's one it's like something you can control you feel like you can control it's two it's like I should be successful and do something with my life and be productive um so I think it's it's just how we've been trained and it's and 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 it's it's valid they're good things it's good things to get to eat you know it's nice to have a roof over your head it's nice to have clothing but when it controls us it becomes it, it, it takes a place in our heart that it shouldn't have and it becomes quite a bondage to us. Um, so I think that's, it's just a hard balance for all of us to, to match and to get to. And so it's like I said, it's like we always say in why in 
why when we always talk about responding in the opposite spirit and our spirit are like our natural inclination when we're needing when we don't have money is what fear it's fear it's like we tighten our hands so tight around what we have and we won't give to anybody and we just like hoard everything into our hearts um but then i think what god is like okay but if you release it to me like when god's like if you release it to me then he is faithful to um he's faithful and i was sorry the verse i just keep thinking of this verse and and i think i just i want to like go back to what does god say like we see what we think about things and how we respond to things but like what does god say and so i just want to talk like matthew 6 25 it says therefore i tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not so much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If... If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble for its own. So. Well, I think that we can, you know, we can meditate. I think we all need to like take a step and like meditate on that one just a little bit and, and really asking the Lord, where in my heart am I worried, you know, where am I worried about these little things and where do I need a revelation of you as my father, you know, cause he's like children, you're children of the kingdom. Like, look at these flowers, look at everything around you. Like it will not only will be it, it be provided for, but it will be provided for abundantly and beautifully. There is no lack or poverty around what God has for us. And, and really just searching the heart and saying, like, well, what is the meditation of my heart around this area? Um, I like to, um, I'd like to, I think there's a few more stories around this particular, um, around this particular topic. Before we started this podcast, we, we heard a couple different things. So I'd like to actually next week have a, a, mm-hmm. a, a number two around this issue because, um, we have some great stories just around finances and um, yeah. And just some belief, uh, some belief sets around it. So we're going to put a pause on this conversation next week. will be um, episode two around the topic of finances. And I think just as an application step um, after you listen to this is to one, ask the Lord again, what are the defenses I need in my life in this season? Where am I vulnerable? Where does the Lord want to build a wall of protection about who he is in those issues in your life? And then the second one is just asking the Lord, what is the meditation of your heart around 
finances? And is there anything that the Lord wants to correct? If that's not a defense that you need this season, totally fine. But I think that the Lord wants to expand our understanding of the kingdom and of who he is in all of our hearts during this time. And so, um, yeah, I just challenge even us three and we'll come back with what the Lord, what the Lord says next week. Cause, um, he knows I, I, I needed to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not saying we have all this under control. These are just things that we're meditating about. <laughs> yeah. This is what God's teaching yeah. us. So yeah, we're not, we don't have this under control. <laughs> no, no, no. You're watching us build our own defenses right now. Or you're not watching, you're listening. So <laughs> you're listening to it all. Um, yeah. So we will just talk next week then.